Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Come see the Boutique on Central in downtown Laurel for the best deals in women's fine clothing. Let us complete your one-of-a-kind look at the Boutique on Central at 531 Central Avenue in downtown Laurel. To answer your questions and call you. Well, hello, baby. How's everything going? Got your umbrella? Wherever you are today, some at some point, if you haven't already gotten wet, you will, and then it'll be gone. <laughs> uh, lucky for me. There's nobody going to be hunting Easter eggs at my house tomorrow because they'd have to float. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to get the water out of the yard fast enough for that. Woo-wee. Lance. need, need a P-Rogue to get here this you, morning. You really do. You really Did you, did you swim in? Did, uh, yeah. did you have your flippers? I did. I did. I, I took the old Minn Kota and put it on the back of the truck and put it on high off power go. and got That's here. Right. This has been quite a time. But the good news is that it has not been severe this week. As opposed to the last couple of weeks, and now we look at. Uh, I, I don't. I do play a meteorologist on, uh, in my in my life because I garden. Because all y'all are, we pretend to be meteorologists. I don't have to water today. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. Well, that's true today, probably in most parts of our listening region. But the truth of the matter is, I look at that and it says no rain for most of a week, and I laugh. I think that's just not, can't be, can't be. And that's me playing meteorologists because they've got all the, the maps to look at and all the projections. But it'd be nice to have a week of moderate temperatures and good planting weather. So well, and keep you, our as you, fingers yeah, As you said, you know, you got to be careful about the wet feet on your, on your plants. And, and this week, uh, it looks like there are going to be some wet feet on some plants. And, uh, I had some begonias in containers that I had to bring back indoors the other day, not because of the cold, but because they were getting so wet that I was afraid they were going to fall over, <laughs> just collapse. And in fact, they, they didn't. But it does tell you that there's within different plant families, there are different sensitivities. Particularly, for example, if you're growing angel wing begonias and they're in a container, really, anyway, if they can be in a garden bed later if it's well drained. It's a little bit chilly for that in most parts of the area. But if you grow those in containers, you may already have taken them outside. They're perfectly happy. They don't care how much water runs through that container. But if on the other hand, as I had a couple of Rex begonias, they just their their rhizomes actually started getting soft. So I had to bring those back and give them a little bit more attention. It's amazing how wisteria it, it just drinks it all up. Oh yeah, and you, such a beautiful bloom you get there. It doesn't last long, but it looked like it was everything was frozen and was going to die. And then it was right <laughs> after the blooms. You know, everything wilted and looked terrible. And then you know, two days later, it, it's just blown up and absolutely beautiful. But it, it looked bad. There, there's a lot of things that did. I've noticed that my Vitex um, this very morning has got leaves I can see from the front. I ha- this week I had to walk up to it to see the leaves popping out, but now I can actually see them, and they had come out and frozen too so i'm glad to see that it has made it back 
I have several things that are in that condition, and you probably do too, so let's talk about it. This is Weekend Gardening. Welcome in, 888 That is the Super Talk call line, 601-879-4395, of course, is the ceasefire text line. And I look forward to hearing, seeing, reading your stuff there. I don't, I don't. It's not always photos. Sometimes it is. And of course, at some point today, I will check into the Garden Mama Facebook group and see what uh, what what people have put up to to post that they didn't put questions with, didn't put pictures with their questions. And I usually answer those here. I have I have a piece of news, a bit of research to bring to you today that I thought I would start with because it's. Well, it's sort of grandmotherly, and despite the fact that I'm in that world, I don't have all the wisdom. You know, you, 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 think, you think that somebody come whisper all that stuff in your ear, but they don't. University of Alberta has determined that in fish, which are not actually that much different from us in many ways, but that in fish, a slight temperature, let a mild fever run its course before medicating the tank. Because, first of all, it's not, sometimes it's not necessary. They get over it in a day or two, and it builds their strength and their ability to get over it the next time. So, therefore, you don't have to use the particular medication to lower the fever if it takes care of itself. But also because later on there might be a more serious fever that you actually need to do something about for this fish. And then that would give you the opportunity to have the, the drugs work better because they wouldn't be used to it. Well... In terms of humans, we don't we don't really know this, except that my grandmother and probably yours put her hand on your head the day before they ever put a thermometer in your mouth and said, you feel kind of warm, you should go lay down. <laughs> you know? And I think that was the mild fever, and the next day you were either better or they took your temperature and started giving you aspirin or whatever it was. I mean, there, I, I really do think there are a lot of things that we do that somebody along the way said, let me see. Did this really work? Well, in the particular case of the fish, it does. And in in the case of little girls whose grandmothers put their hand on her forehead and said, you need to go lie down, I think it worked for me, too. I I come from people that are of two minds, as most of us do. Part of my family thought you shouldn't possibly, you should never take any medicine at all if you could possibly avoid it, and only then under duress. And the other part of my family thought, well, if two aspirin are good, six would be better. <laughs> so it's kind of neither of those were exactly great messages, <laughs> but that's kind of how we treat our plants, isn't it? Some of us feel like if we're not fertilizing every week, we're not doing our job, and other people say, well, the plants will just grow. Why should I need to fertilize them? Well, somewhere in between those two extremes is where good, happy, healthy growing goes. I'm happy to report that the Swiss chard is three inches tall, and I need to thin it again, so I'll be taking out some more little clippings. Harvested the first radishes of this most recent planting this week. And now that they've gotten rained on, I'm going to have to go and do that again, because what will happen with radishes and other things like that is that they will get so much water in them that they'll split. So make sure that you're keeping up with that. April is Native Plant Month. Yep, I'm happy to tell you that uh, thanks to the good work done by my friends at the Garden Club of Jackson, 
there it was declared it last year, but it wasn't official. It was you know Native Plant Month. Woohoo! Write a declaration. But now it's actual a real a real thing. The commissioner of agriculture and the governor got together, agreed with this mo- movement that was coming a- their way, and now April has been designated as Native Plant Month in the state of Mississippi. They, um, I, I'm, I wrote about it in the All Things Garden Mama Weekly yesterday because I wanted to be able to say, in order to preserve the, this is from their press release, in order to preserve the heritage and importance of native plants for clean air, water, and soil stability. Okay. And then, of course, they say because it's a piece of legislation and for related purposes. <laughs> that gives them the opportunity to do other stuff. The bill charges the Mississippi Department of Agriculture and Commerce with promoting April as Mississippi Native Plant Month. So congratulations to us. And, and it doesn't mean we're not going to grow other plants. doesn't mean that all the natives are going to suddenly be available that you've been looking for for five years. It does mean, though, that with a concerted focus on the native plants, we will have a bit more to choose from and also a little bit more attention paid to them. So, for example, give you my prediction, in, a, in six months or maybe next fall, You'll be calling me and asking me about all these beautiful varieties of native hydrangeas because <laughs> that's the oak leaves, and they are beautiful. But they're not beautiful the very first year you put them in the landscape, usually. Some of the more improved varieties can be, but they get better with time, and many of us are not willing to wait for that. Same thing is true of, of some other natives that are they get established, but they're really gorgeous in their third or fourth year, and some of us are not willing to wait that long for the joy of a new shrub. So <laughs> pay attention. Things, things can be different. Things can be different. I hope that if you have got peas go- growing, they're doing as well as mine. And I had two more notes about potatoes. Oh, my goodness. I don't know what happened to these people's potatoes, but it, it, it didn't sound good. The container filled up with water, and then it, for some reason, stopped itself up. So as a result, the the dirt was washing out the top and all these, you know, all these other things. All I could say was if you can lift up the bottom of the pot somehow or another, put something under it, even just to chalk it on one side so that it can drain better, you'll be ahead of the game. Then you can refill around the potatoes. I don't know if they'll make it or not, but it was quite an interesting dilemma to hear about. Do you have fire ants? I have fire ants. They found me. You know, it's wet. They've been living there all the time anyway. You do know that, don't you? They're already living there. It's only they they bring up the mounds when they need to to give the queen a place to live and also to breed, but also when it's too wet to be anywhere else. So they found me. Are you going to use your your method? Uh, I, I, I will use the two-step mm-hmm. if it gets beyond this one mound. The one mound is on the edge of a flower bed, and I have one of the the modern treatments where you just put the thing on the mound and I, I'll let y'all know if it works. I don't know. Some people send me things. I have to trial things. But yes, ultimately the Texas two step is going to be the way to go because I think the fire ants are going to be popping up everywhere for several weeks now, and that's not okay. That that's I'm a very understanding person, believe in integrated pest management, but I don't really have much to say good about fire ants. Too many scars. Too many scars. 
I got ate up with them last year. Everywhere I stepped, it seemed like I was, you know, brushing them off and having ant bites all over me. I, you know, would poison one area and they'd come back up over there. So I'm going to try the two-step method this year. Well, and that's why, because if we're not treating the area where they're going to forage, we're just giving them basically an out to go over there and do something else. But if when they leave the mound, they encounter all of the other um, particularly a bait, you know, it, it, some of those products. If they're encountering another product, it will be a better result for the people most of the time. I'll grant you, they can be pretty intrepid. Those, the, I mean, let's face it, the fire ants are clever, all right? And as conditions, I've had a couple of issues myself this week wondering how much farther north they're going to make it. Because people, people in Missouri don't expect to see them, but you never know. They could be there. University of Calgary. Oh, my goodness. We, we are just so busy in the garden, and we do get our exercise. And when we realize that a little bit is actually better, perhaps for many of us, a little bit all the time is better than a lot at once. And that's the whole get up every 20 minutes, stand up, you know, walk around get do some do five minute bursts of energy into exercise and all of these sorts of things that we've been understanding lately but what about our guts we know that gardening takes guts we've talked about that here a lot and we we really don't have any choice but to understand it the university of calgary though is letting us know that um, in addition to the benefits of exercise that we might already understand in terms of our strength getting our bone density up, extending lifespan, preventing disease, all these sorts of things that exercise can contribute to. But it's also known, yeah, did you know, first of all, that there are trillions, trillions of microbes in your gut? Yes, there are. You can't count them. They outnumber you by a lot. It turns out, though, that they are, in fact, better off if you exercise over your life as opposed to rushing out today and to exercise and come back five years and try to start another sport. Those, those, those issues that we have with the rest of our body and why we don't do that applies to our guts as well. The difference in athletes and non-athletes, that is to say people who have trained and presumably competed over time and those of us who don't is different. Now, there's so many people in the middle that we just have to presume – which is dangerous, but we will presume that there are benefits to be had from continuously exercising, i.e. gardening, as opposed to I'm going to plant a tomato and running out and planting the tomato and then going back in the house. <laughs> we, we have to do the few minutes every day, the half hour. I recommend an hour if you can possibly manage it, but some people don't have that much time at different points or they don't have that much stamina at other points in their life. Physical activity of moderate duration. I love this definition of moderate duration. Greater than 150 minutes per week. And if you take my 30 minutes to an hour a day and spread it over the week, that's what you get. So that's about right. It's not that I had anything to do with this study. Great minds do think alike sometimes. <laughs> and in this case, they the study gave them the results that help us to understand 150 minutes of moderate activity each week is really good for you, week in and week out. Week in and week out. That's right. That's what the garden is all about. And if we are, if we are not gardening 
what are we doing with our time? You know, what are we, where, how are we, how many more YouTube videos can I watch? <laughs> you know who I'm talking to. <laughs> hey, and you get, and, and I've gotten good. Actually, at watching, I can watch all of them because I don't <laughs> sleep anymore, but that's. <laughs> you yeah. walk around watching YouTube videos, <laughs> get my exercise, right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> There's some good ones out there. No question about that. I have. I have made a decision that some of you may want to embrace. This last year was pretty rough on some of my favorite house plants because outdoors got so dry and I kept bringing them back in and doing air conditioning wasn't good and humidity outside was too high and it was just was not good. So I have made a more or less permanent installation of some of my most sensitive plants. I'm not going to put them outside. I've always done that with a few things that really don't need the light. It's very bright around my house, despite the fact that the property is surrounded by trees. It's actually very bright in most of the, the garden around the house. And I am I just don't have spots that will keep it the way I want it to be for them. So I'm going to keep it inside and make them a little bit more accommodated inside. That means I moved a baker's rack into what actually is the brightest window um, in the house. And then I also added another light to that area. So in case it doesn't, like this week, (laughs) there wasn't any sun to speak of, I gave them the light there. But the point is, this is the time that we'll be thinking about putting plants outdoors. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Okay? We can talk about it because this is Weekend Gardening. something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy. Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? 
Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. So we were in Times Square. Taking selfies with all the lights. I bought a shot glass. I bought a a snow globe at this little shop. You know, I collect those. Then we grabbed a slice at this super super secret spot. spot. It smelled a bit bit funky outside. I heard they don't have alleys. They don't have alleys. They don't have alleys. But they they certainly have people. Lots of people. When everyone's vacation sounds the same. It's time for something different. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Why are we on this planet? Did God create us just to work the 9 to 5 grind and crash for the weekend? No. Our Creator wants to use us, you and me, to give back to others. You can be a part of God's bringing restoration to a fallen world by donating or volunteering, or both, at Gateway Rescue Mission right here in Jackson. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Enjoy a taste of the Mediterranean as Greece comes to you here in Jackson on Friday, April 21st at the Mississippi Ag Museum. At the Taste of the Mediterranean event, you'll enjoy an evening in Mykonos with a Greek wine tasting, delicious Mediterranean food from local restaurants, a cash bar, live music, and more. A Taste of the Mediterranean on Friday, April 21st at the Mississippi Ag Museum. For more info and to pre-order your tickets, go to greekjackson.org. That's greekjackson.org. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. I should wear white more often. I don't look nearly as pale in all this light. <laughs> That's funny. I looked at my. I don't look at myself too often either. I probably should do that a, more, a little more occasionally. One of the things that does happen in this world is that we start growing something, and then we don't know what it is. We can't find it, and all these. You know, it, what are the questions that you have? The folks in the Garden Mama Facebook group this week who did not put photos with their questions have have asked some interesting ones um, is there a difference to you folks in the water from the faucet and the water from a bottle in my case uh yes the water in the bottle costs a whole lot more than the water from the faucet but on the other hand depending on what you're growing sometimes it is necessary to have an alkaline water and you might specifically be in search of that or 
temperature is really often more important than the water itself. So, for example, even if you you have the finest well water, if you run it into um, your your watering can and it's real cold, it's going to shock the plant more likely than water at room temperature from a different source. So the quality makes a difference. So does the temperature. That's about all I can say on that one. Let's see. DJ's in Summit. Oh, the peas are doing good. And the fig tree's putting out new growth. Yay. After the freeze, mine's not. (laughs) One of mine is. The other one's not. The one I wanted to survive doesn't look like it made it. But, okay. It 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 was old. It was having a hard go anyway. Now, I realize fig trees can live for thousands of years, but not in my garden. The really good news is that the blueberries are not frozen at my place um, in, in central Mississippi, inside Jackson. Yes, it is slightly warmer there than in an exposed area because I live in the middle of the city. But i got to tell you, I was worried about them, and I know I lost a few, but the ones that had not yet made fruit have gone on and made fruit. So it's going to be okay. It's all going to be all right. Very nice. I like that leafing out. That looks real good. One of the things that uh, we're going to learn this week is the power of mulch. I planted that new little bed that I told you about and indeed did get it mulched. This morning I stared at it from the driveway in the rain. I didn't get out of the car. I was just looking at it. And I can see that the mulch did not wash away, which is very good news. If you have that issue, if you find that you mulch something the next time it rains, it all washes into the next bed or out into the lawn or something like that, you may want to consider some of the steel edging or you may just want to consider a less slope coming out of that bed. Both of those things can help sometimes and, and may, may be useful, we, could, we hope. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Jackie from Brandon is on the text line this morning. She says, what do I do with this? And she's trying to help her neighbor. And there is, you're right, there's too many of them planted in that area. I don't think this is boxwood. I believe it's probably going to be yopon, but I can't actually tell. The boxwood and the yopon are both doing this. And I noticed that here in the building that I broadcast from in Jackson, the shrubs that look this way have begun to leaf out. So, yes, the answer is do just a little bit of pruning on this part that's dead to stimulate it to grow. And if it doesn't, then in another month or so, you'll have to start reaching down from the top where the green still is and opening the shrub up a little bit with some pruning that would direct sunlight down into it. But I doubt seriously that it's dead. Uh, I, I think just those parts are having a little trouble getting restarted and cutting them back just a little bit, just the gray parts, cut that back just a little bit. It's going to be, there. there is a lot. There are too many of them, but I don't think you're going to lose them either. <laughs> I don't know if that's good news or bad news. <laughs> um, Ray and Clinton, how, what about rainwater, yes or no? I'm, I'm a fan. I collect rainwater, but um, I also... Um, I do know that that we're not in the situation where we have acid rain necessarily anymore, but you do want to be careful if you're collecting it off of your roof before you use it. So you may want to check the pH or something because that just because of the roof um, composition can make it can change the quality of the rainwater that comes off of it sometimes. Not not always, but sometimes I collect a barrel of it and use it for all sorts of stuff. Right now, I think the barrel is floating away, but previous, previously, it's, it's doing pretty good. 
Louisa wants was the one who wanted to know the difference in the water between the faucet and the bottle, and I really do think that other than cost, the water quality is important, the water temperature is important, and in some cases, the rainwater may be better, but not necessarily. It, it's It's really just... It depends on how, if you can drink the water, clearly your plants are going to be fine with it. And if not, you may want to consider a different source. There are a few situations, African violets, um, jesneriads like that, where people will recommend that you use a distilled water simply because they are a little bit more sensitive than other things. And there are a few really ticky ferns and things, but we don't grow those too much. Those are kind of collectors, the, the province of collectors. I wanted to tell you that next Saturday I will be with you, I sincerely hope, at Greenwood Marketplace doing this broadcast live and in color. It's going to be fun. I really love going to Greenwood Marketplace, and I very much appreciate getting the opportunity to go up and visit again. It's been way too long. It's going to be fun to be there, and I'm going to I'm going to have the particular pleasure of welcoming the Delta landscape artist that I I try in vain to describe his work to you. Uh, John Meek will be there. His next exhibit will be in Greenwood at the Delta Museum next month in May. And we're going to talk all about that and his work. And, yes, we can talk about so many, many things because Greenwood is just such a fun place to go. Um, I have to tell you, I'm really very fortunate because wherever I go, I'm, I have a good time. That's sort of an internal thing, but it's also true that there's really good food in Greenwood. That's what I was about to ask you. What is your favorite place? I had a, a oh, old, I can't say a favorite. Uh, yeah, an old friend of mine that. loved the Crystal Grill. That was his Crystal Grill yeah, is mecca spot. No problem. Yeah. No problem. No problem. But there, there's anywhere anybody has taken me, I've had a good time up there. So we'll we will see what happens. It'll be fun. Next Saturday, be there eight o'clock. Greenwood Marketplace on Park Avenue in Greenwood. Okay, okay, okay. Ooh, now I have attempted to kill a shrub. What do I do when it won't die? That's a good question, isn't it? This is what I always hope you have a mixed hedgerow or a oddball container plants things. I got to get this thing. It's it's in the way. It's half dead or it was half dead. Now, of course, it looks great, but it's only two feet tall where it, you can't even see it. It's in the middle of other stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and wrench it out of the ground one way or the other and put it into a container and do something with it. But what do you do when there's something that hasn't quite made it? and isn't necessarily going to make it well in my case i am un, i am not the most patient person but i will give it a shot for example somebody sent me a picture of their photinia you know the red tops they have a lovely maybe maybe 10 foot long hedge of them and they, of course, have leafed out twice and gotten burned. But the rest of the leaves are still on the plants. I said, well, here's the thing. Most people prune those anyway. So go ahead and prune that top one-third off of those shrubs, and they'll come back and be nice and full. Plus, you'll get the next flush of bright red leaves, sometimes coppery-colored, but usually red. 
So that's really very nice. It's um, it's wonderful. Lovely opportunity to do that. And you might not think to do it. It's kind of like the cleaning up of the shrubs for Jackie and Brandon. You might not think to go over there and do that kind of work. But if they don't leaf out under the bottom after you do some pruning on those those dead branches or seemingly dead branches, burned back branches, you may have to go in from the top. And sometimes, yes, she's right, sometimes you have to take out every other shrub. I have known landscape architects whose clients wanted a full look, and they're happy to do that, but it is overplanted. So they will tell you that in three years you're going to have twice as many plants as you need. Plan to put them somewhere else. You know, plan to take them from the front yard and put them at the back, or take them, plan to take them to your your mother's house and plant them there, do something. But if you want a really full look the first year of a landscape project, when it's trees, trees and shrubs particularly, but also some perennials, you have to make arrangements that in a few years you're going to have that opportunity to have lots more plants. And you might like that. Why not? Why not? Research is showing us that uh, bacteria get excessively hungry. <laughs> Sounds like the Snickers commercial. Any of these named Betty White? I don't know. Uh, I do that. People talk about it being a drop in your blood sugar. People, any, any number of things that, that will cause it. In my case, I've been known to forget to eat. I know that's hard to imagine from looking at me, but I do forget to eat. And the result of that is that I get short-tempered. If you've ever seen a kid do that, that's sometimes then if the kids who are sensitive to sugar, of course, you, you tend to give them something, a Hershey bar or something, not that Hershey's any worse than anything else, but you give them something that's handy, and then they really get upset. My kids didn't have that problem. Um, I, I, I'm happy to say they, they're not hyperactive, but in nature but microbiology they're letting us know that turns out all these studies today or turns out studies when we study a bacteria community that are all genetically identical they don't all act the same way and these researchers at university of north carolina healthcare wanted to find out why i liken it to shishito peppers over an average, growing these peppers for decades and decades and decades, they, they came from Portugal to Japan, but then the Japanese have been growing them and perfecting them. About every eighth or ninth shishito pepper is hot, but they're exactly the same. So how is that possible? Well, here's another example. A whole colony of bacteria is genetically exactly alike, and yet they don't act the same. In fact, some of them just float along and are fine, get along with everybody and everything, while other ones release the toxins that they all carry into your bloodstream. So why is that? They decided to look as into why some cells are nice to us and some are not. That's not what they said. That's what I'm saying. But what they worked with was a tool that lets them separate single bacterial cells into droplets, and then they're able to decode every cell I'm sorry, this sounds like it would drive me insane to try and do, but the good news is there were nutrients that were the difference. So what I'm saying to you is, in the, in the, in the overall, I don't think that feeding the shishito peppers a little extra is going to help them not be hot or help more of them be hot. I think that that has been pretty much selected and bred into them. But in the case of an awful lot of other plants, 
if they're not acting the same, if you're if you're if you're looking at a row of beans and the seven plants down on the far right side are pale, maybe those are the ones that do need some fertilizer. We don't usually fertilize beans at all, but maybe they're missing something. It's worth a try. It's certainly worth a try to see if we can if we can figure that out. Let's see. Um, you, I don't. You can transplant petunias from small pots into larger pots, or from small pots into garden beds. If you have them in a flat where you've started some seed, you certainly can transplant them to wherever you want them to go. It's a good time to do that. And yeah, hmm, oh my goodness. The smaller shoots are pliable on her sweet all I mean not not sweet all on her bay leaf. It sounds like mine. My my bay leaf has got some growth coming out the bottom, but I've got an awful lot of dead wood. So I, I agree with you. I, I think I I'm going to leave it for a while and just see what else I can get to come from the bottom, but it's probably going to end up that I'll have a instead of six fairly strong stems about as big around as my thumb in this thing that I've carved into a shrub over the years I'm now going to have like two of those and they won't have very many leaves on them but it the, the trees were they have been damaged and I'm, I, I hate it but they absolutely have been damaged let's see I would Anna will hold on, huh? Because we're getting too close to, to pull it. Yeah, out. I told her you'd probably want to have more than 30 seconds or so. Probably with more. So she's going to call back after the, uh, after the break. All righty. Hear what's going on in somebody else's floating garden besides mine. She says you you got a garden in between thunderstorms. You, know? you really do. Um, this has been part of – I've covered up and uncovered my radishes and stuff when there was just too much um, water coming to them. But I decided yesterday to forget about it. So they got their last good water, and I don't know. I'll be picking radishes this afternoon. I hope they didn't split. And to my friend who said, you have given me the earworm of Lido Shuffle, I say, you're welcome. This is Weekend Gardening, and this is Boscags. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. 
Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. With the current market and economic volatility and all the chaos in Washington, if you're feeling anxious about your investments, tune into Super Talk Jackson 97.3 on Sundays from 830 to 930 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Then you're going to think the deals and selection we have at Mazda of Jackson are insane. Right now, we're saving you thousands of dollars in finance charges by giving you 0% financing on a great selection of Mazdas. That's right. Get 0% financing on new 2023 Mazda CX-9s. And get 0% financing on new 2023 Mazda CX-5s. Plus, when you buy a new Mazda from Mazda of Jackson, we'll take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. That's what I call a slam dunk. MazdaofJackson.com. Buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile warranty. We'll buy your current vehicle at top dollar, even if you don't buy a new one from us. At Mazda of Jackson, credit issues are a thing of the past. Because our credit specialist's number one goal is to get you approved. So get here today to grab your deal. Because it's complete mayhem. And it won't last long. At Mazda of Jackson, where nobody wants to wait because everybody saves. Our state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. With per credit on select model, see deal for details. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. If you're shopping for Easter, Kohl's is unmatched. To prep for the celebrations, I treated myself to a few Sephora Beauty must-haves. Plus, I found great basket stuffers for my girls and got an extra 40% off cute outfits for them to wear to Sunday brunch and all spring long. Oh, and I got an extra 15% off. So, take it from me. You need to hop over to Kohl's right now. Select styles. Offers in April 8th. Sephora coupons and Kohl's cash do not apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Come and listen in to the radio station where the mighty hosts of heaven sing. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you want to hear the songs of Zion coming from the land of endless spring, get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Heaven's glory share. glory share. Turn your lights down low. Turn your lights down low. And listen to the master's radio. Get in touch with God. Really hard to interrupt that song. Little John Hartford for you this morning. I have the most wonderful 
You better listen to the kids because they know what they're talking about story for you today. Oh, my goodness. This is from something that I don't even the brighter side of news. I don't even know what that is. But I found the story and indeed um, did look it up and saw that, yes, Penn State does thank eight year old Hugo Dean for his curiosity. Now, he's 10 now, but a couple of years ago, he said, what is this? What, what, what's going on here? And his dad, who happens to be an entomologist, said, cheapers, I don't know. Let's go look. The reactions, the interrelationships between plants and their insects is of infinite curiosity to, to some of us. This particular groundbreaking study is trying to explain why ants are so attracted to oak galls. Well, what they've now uncovered, thanks to Hugo Dean's curiosity of saying uh, he, he thought they were seeds. He didn't know that ants collected seeds. Well, they don't. They collect galls. And then the oak gall wasps manipulate the ants to bring the galls back to their nests where they can be protected from us, you know, taking the galls off the tree or from predators because the ants are very protective of the things that they have stowed there. And it's a whole relationship that we did not know existed before Hugo Dean saw it. So for two years, they've been studying this. Um, he said, I got more excited when my dad told me there were galls because my dad was so excited. And that, my friends, sums up child rearing and education. If you're excited about it, they're going to be excited about it. They may not like the same thing you like. They may be like, why in the world is he into bugs? I'm into stars. But if if you are enthusiastic about learning things, the kid's going to be too. So what we have now discovered, Andrew Dean, that's his father, professor of entomology at Penn State, they have found a new multilayered type of myrmecochery. I love that. This is the... Uh, this is the whole edible appendage business, but but the main thing is that there this relationship between the three things between the ant, the the oak wasp, and the gall had not been observed before at this level and in this depth, and they so they didn't know to study it, and now we know about a new kind of relationship that we didn't know. They defined it a hundred years ago as something else, and now we know what's what's actually what is actually the case. The uh, questions about fire ants, and I, I really will refer you to the Texas two-step. You treat the property, and then you treat the mound. Now, they're going to suggest specific products for you to use, and one of them is spinosad, which I've had good success with and I appreciate, but you may have other choices. The point is, if you treat where they're going to flee when they leave one mound, then they will also be taken to a higher level of control before they get to the next mound. It it just, I, I hate to say it that way, but if you can't get them one way, you need to get them the other because they are troublesome. All right, Miss Anna in Oxford, tell me what's going on. Well, right now it's raining. Yeah. <laughs> There's not much you can do about it, as I said to, your, to, to Lance. Um, we garden in between the rainstorms. You're right. Um, but I... <laughs> but I got a couple of uh, points I'd like to mention. Um, last fall, uh, when we were putting in the um, uh, broccoli and cauliflower, etc., we had a heat wave. 
And so I um, put shade cloth over and I kept them going, kept them going. They were doing just fine, and then we had the freeze. And uh, everything kind of went fizzled. Well, would you believe it? And I don't know which one this is, but I've got a broccoli or cauliflower or Brussels sprout plant <laughs> which survived. And it's growing. And uh, it's I just don't know to, it's just to keep you it's just to keep you hopeful, it is up, isn't but, uh, it? it? It is happening. Yeah, it's just to keep you hopeful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, and um, and then about two years ago, I put in uh, what would be considered a salad bowl um, seed bed, mm-hmm. and um, again, uh, I did it. I think I did it early spring. We had the heat wave. Everything sort of fizzled out. And then it started to grow again. And then the next year, the lettuce part flowered and became like blue daisies, as you know that. Mm-hmm. Now, this year, in the same area, I've got something that, I know, it, it, it's like a little mound, and it, it smells like parsley. Hmm. And I've never need, I, you know, I, I don't think I want to eat it because I'm not sure what it is. It may have been a weed that got in there somehow, but it's kind of pretty, though. And it, it's about, uh, you know, a foot, foot in diameter. Oh, my goodness. And, um, and I, I have made cuttings, and I'm um, growing some for plant swap. Again, I don't know what it is. I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> the mystery plant. <laughs> yeah, do look it up before, and, you, um, pa- before you pass that one along. Look that one up. Yes, just to be sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to. <laughs> and my husband came in the other day and said, is that a peony I see? Yeah, oh I goodness. think so. Uh, the bowl of beauty has decided it's going to open its flower. Oh, good, 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 good. Well, and who raining. knew? Well, but I was going to say, <laughs> but who knew? Yeah, they could do that with all the rain. I mean, it's that's one of the things that we <laughs> presume they need is good drainage. Well, maybe not. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to put a plastic bag on each one of those buds. <laughs> well, people do that. I will it's, tell you that people so, do that. It's so disheartening, though, isn't it? You know, yes. Sunshine would look lovely with this bowl of beauty. I mean, it's just a beautiful plant. It really is. Well, and the good news is that it's it's there, and it's going to be okay, and perhaps the cold treatment is what actually helped it. I, I do think be, yeah. I do think that we're seeing a few things that are in better shape for having gone through this Shall we say unusual winter? <laughs> if, if we look for well, a plant, that we want, if we tried to find that, a plant, I, I actually had tulips in flower. So I mean, see, if we looked for a plant that we thought could take these extremes, we would be reduced to something like tulips. You know, that, that weren't going to be pretty for very long, but they'd be gorgeous for about a minute. There, I just don't yeah. know exactly what the answers are. It's amazing. Well, uh, I, I think these think think they're in Turkey, and they said, okay, we'll bloom this year. <laughs> you know? uh, the Japanese aurelia. Yes. Now, my plants were huge. They reached um, ooh, up, to, up to the roof level, hmm. and they were in a protected spot. And needless to say, they were wiped out. Looked mm-hmm. like the uh, the flamethrower went through them. <laughs> yeah. They are coming back from the roots. Good, good. And... And then my husband said, they've got green on the branches. <laughs> now, we are going to see we are going to see some things. I'm, I've seen it already where there's green at the base and green at the way top and nothing in between. <laughs> so yeah. then it becomes a matter of, well, let's see, can, do I like this or do I not like this? I don't know. Oh, my well, goodness. I cut it back. 
I haven't cut it back, so I'm, I'm praying because it looks ugly right now. Well, it might really? leaf out. If it leaves out all the way, it'll be in the next month. And if it doesn't do that, you're probably going to want to prune it. Right. Thank then, you, Miss Anna. Okay. we got to slip out of here. The news people okay. are coming around. It's so great to hear from you. Thank you much for keeping me company here on this sort of wet Saturday. It's April, y'all. How about that? Too many to just time does get faster despite what young folks say my goodness the good news is we got another hour to go this is weekend gardening you are in the dark well with a propane generator you'll never be in the dark again at least when the lights go out enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out propane generators assure you will always have power propane fueled clean cooking hot water on demand warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most why would you choose anything else propane clean american energy visit mspropane.com today April is National Safe Digging Month, and Mississippi 811 would like to remind you that a leading cause of harm in residential areas is underground utility damage. While pipeline operators and other underground facility owners are committed to raising awareness of underground damage prevention, homeowners have a responsibility to ensure safe digging practices. Mississippi 811 reminds you to call 811 at least two days before any digging to ensure your DIY project is done safely. I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. I'm here to tell you that springtime is the best time to buy a new X-Barn zero-turn mower. With unmatched quality of cut, ease of operation, and low maintenance, it's no wonder why X-Mark is the number one choice of landscape professionals. With sizes starting at 42 inches and 0% financing available, we have an X-Mark zero-turn for all size lawns. Come by my store and see why Frederick's has been leading the way and serving you for 30 years since 1993. Still waiting in lines and fighting the big crowds in Starkville and Oxford? The College Corner, where it's our job to make your Saturdays great. We have significantly increased our inventory, so there's even more to choose from. Come by and our staff will have you in and out and on your way. Want to score at your next tailgate or homegate party? Then look for us online at collegecornerstore.com or come see us at our Ridgeland store and in Flowood. The College Corner, where it's our job to make your Saturdays great. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Greenwood LaFleur Hospital, which has been in danger of closing down for months, will now be able to keep its doors open until at least 2024 after receiving an extended line of credit. Well, it's still dire, and we still have the same situation, but things are turning around for the better. 
That was Greenwood Mayor Carolyn McAdams. Greenwood LaFleur, which has been at the forefront of the state's ongoing hospital crisis, was forced to lay off over 150 employees as well as close a number of services in the year 2022. Gary Marchin, the hospital CEO, told us over email that recent legislation passed by lawmakers, including a Lifeline grant program, will help in the short term but not in the long term. In the first ever Mississippi Public Safety Summit is set for May 8th through 10th in Flowood. The goal of the event will be to reduce crime across the state. Super Talk Mississippi News. I'm JT Mitchell. We are the people, Mississippians. We are the land, growing food, fiber, and timber. We are there when you need us, from the roof over your head to the food on your table. We are small town, but big moments. Your next door neighbors. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. A Mississippi native has compiled a list of best recipes from hole-in-the-wall eateries across the South in a new book. Anita Musgrove, author of Mississippi Backroad Restaurant Recipes Cookbook, says her families always love finding the local restaurants when they travel. We found out, you know, there's not a good list of places. You have to really talk to the people and find out the best places to eat. And that is, you know, the out-of-the-way places, the little restaurant sitting on the side of the road or the bend of the road. It's got a little rusty sign that says, best food here. She included recipes that have been passed down in families for generations. But now we did run into restaurants that would take and they did not want to give you their secret recipe. So we compensated with that by asking them, what did your grandmother like to cook for you? Or what did you look forward to eating when you went to your grandmother's house? And there's a lot of recipes in these books that are a tribute to other family members. As far as Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. The Ole Miss Rebels and the Arkansas Razorbacks played two yesterday. Arkansas won game one, 11 to two. The Rebels came back and won game two, seven to four. They'll play game three today, two o'clock first pitch, one thirty airtime on the Ole Miss Baseball Network. Mississippi State won the first game against Alabama back on Thursday, but Alabama came back and won 11 to one in seven innings yesterday over the Bulldogs. They'll play game three of that series today at five o'clock, four thirty airtime on the MSU. Baseball Network. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles and Old Dominion were rained out on Friday. They'll play two today, and that will get underway at 9 o'clock this morning, as a matter of fact, at Old Dominion in Norfolk, Virginia. The Golden Eagles won the series opener back on Thursday, Scott Berry's 500th career coaching victory. I'm Dixon Wade. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, 
Go license. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Storms stopped play in the second round of the Masters at Augusta. Three trees fell near the 17th hole at Augusta National Golf Club on Friday. Nobody was injured from the falling trees. The play was suspended in the second round. They'll get underway. In fact, they're already underway, weather permitting. Got underway at 7 o'clock our time in the second round at Augusta. Brooks Kepka at 12 under as your clubhouse leader. John Rahm. At a minus nine through nine holes is course leader. Phil Mickelson was at four under through three. Tiger Woods was at two over through 11. The projected cut at the Masters is three over. So Tiger Woods will have to do some putting and birdieing down the stretch in the second round. They'll finish it up. They'll get the third round done. They'll let a championship round tomorrow. Happy Easter, everyone. I'm Dixon Williams. It's the Super Talk Sports Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. It's April. Good grief, it's April. I feel like Charlie Brown. Good grief, it's April. It is April. The good news is, if you are waiting, depending on what mythology you follow, if you're waiting until the pecans, pecan trees leaf out, or if you're waiting until after Easter, or whatever it is, when, when how you decide when you plant your tomatoes and such things as that, whew, we think we made it. Yep, going to be moderate, good weather this coming week across our region, and I predict there's going to be a whole lot of gardening going on. I look forward to hearing from it. I, you all are so cool. People send me little videos. People send me pictures. And I, I just get to sit around with my coffee in the morning and check my email, and there you all are. So it's a joy. Thank you very much for that. Some of it, of course, goes into the social media, both Instagram and Facebook. Have that Garden Mama going on there. So that's fun, too. Any way you want to do it, that really tickles me. But the best way is right here every Saturday because this is the heart of the Garden Mama world. You can call me on the Super Talk call line, triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. You can also send in a text. As so many of you are today, Trey, that's funny. You you send the best cartoons. Six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. Now now next Saturday it's gonna be a whole nother world because I will be at Greenwood Marketplace. And guess what? You'll get to hear Lance's voice because if you call he's gonna have to tell me the question. <laughs> And if you text, I won't get to see it at all, I don't think so, depending on the setup that we have up there. The good news is he'll read those, too. The good news is 
it's going to be a blast. It's always fun. It's a great grocery store, great supermarket. And it fit, it, somebody came up once that, that doesn't, doesn't live in Greenwood, came to a remote when I was there, and she said to me, you know, I thought this was going to be a little grocery store. Uh, no, it's Greenwood Marketplace. It's a supermarket. They have they have, you know, pick up and shop for you and online presence and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's the 21st century, folks. We're taking advantage of it. I look forward to seeing my friends at Greenwood Marketplace, and I really hope to see all of you there too. It'll be my particular pleasure to welcome the Delta landscape artist and the friend of this program, John Meek. So I look forward to that. He's not texting in today because I'm talking about him, I can tell. His latest exhibit of paintings and photography opens on May 9th at the Museum of the Mississippi Delta. I am over the moon about meeting this artist. So y'all come with me. You can meet him, too. We'll have some fun. (laughs) There's no segue here. I'm just going directly into something else that caught my attention this week. Y'all, everybody has something that spooks them, creeps them out, you know, makes them uncomfortable. In my case, it's exhibits in natural museums, natural history museums. I know. I, I know. I have friends in the world of that, and I, I know. I, I can't tell you about it. I have to talk to you for an hour and a half or two before I could explain why it is that it creeps me out, but it does. So when the American Museum of Natural History pops up in my news feed, I don't always go look. because <laughs> Sometimes it's things I don't want to see. But in this case... Good grief. Picture this. This is extinct. This is this is fossil record stuff here. How in the world do you I can tell you that I understand why this thing isn't around anymore. And I'm really glad that it's not. You know, most things that are carnivorous, most things that eat meat have eyes in the front of their head so you can see what you're going after. But then we have things like horses whose eyes are on the sides of their head. They don't eat like that. They eat mostly grain, well, eat all grains and, and hays and stuff like that, grasses. So what about the one in between? What about the marsupial saber tooth? Mm-hmm, that's right. Thalacosmelius. Now, what a wonderful name is that? The point of it is that the, this creature had eyes on opposite sides of its head, but it was still a, can- a carnivorous one because its canine teeth, the ones that allow us to do that, to, to, to eat meat, bite in there and carry it on. This this description just defies painting. And I'm, I, I'll, I'll give it to you. It, I have a picture in my head and I hope you will share it. The canines were so large, they extended across the top of its skull. That's right. Canine teeth so big, they were up here like a crown. So if you saw it from whichever way it was coming at you, it was going to get you. Pretty amazing. Uh, Metatherian saber tooth, as they say, because it's extraordinary large upper canines. Recall those of the famous saber tooth that evolved in North America, which also is extinct. But it's really amazing. These things, 220 pounds maybe. I mean, most of them are smaller, but still. The way it sounds is that this was something that was sort of an evolutionary, well, let's see if it'll work. (laughs) And it did for a while. But, oh, my goodness, you can't understand this brain, the cranial, the bones of your head, that that organization, without first confronting the canines and what that was all about. Pretty cool. 
I'll look I'll look harder at the American Natural Museum of History now. I promise. <laughs> oh, Andy says the taters are doing good. And they'll be squash and zucchini very soon. Congratulations. That's pretty. Those leaves are gorgeous. Just beautiful. Looks really, really good. Pretty. I like that. Another question from the Facebook group that uh, if you if you are in the Facebook group on gar- on uh, the garden garden mama group on Facebook, let me say that straight. Um, you'll know that if you don't put up a picture, it doesn't get posted. But I do answer most of those questions here. In the, in this case. Um, Let's see. Who is it? Barbara wanted to know why her bulbs would stop blooming, and I had to send her a note because I don't know the answer. It depends on the bulb. It depends on the weather. It depends on a lot of things. But in general, bulbs do bloom for a period of time. They do not bloom for months and months and months at once. They're not like some shrubs or even some other perennials. But um, this is a really good one. There are good opportunities but I needed a picture with this one. I can answer a lot of things, but I can't answer that one. Okay. Angie is in central Mississippi. She wanted to know where to get a sweet olive tree. I have to tell you, I've seen them in nurseries in central Mississippi. I would just call around. get Call the nursery that you like. Call the garden center. Make it a local one because the, the big boxes may or may not have that particular tree. But I would suspect that if your local garden center can't get it, they can order it for it. doesn't have it, rather, they can order it for you. Okay? On to the telephones. Linda's in Bassville. Welcome in. Let's talk azaleas. Uh, yes, ma'am. Um, we have probably 15 azaleas and um, a 50-year-old camellia bush that was just loaded, probably 500 buds. Mm. We planted the first year we got married, and the coal... Looks like they're going to die, but my husband would like to know if he cut them down, like close to the ground, would they come back out, or what should he do, leave them alone, or what? Well, let's talk azaleas first. Did they lose all their leaves, and did they have any flowers on them this year? Um, they're they're kind of down away from the house. It's sort of my husband's azaleas, so um, I'm not positive. A lot, yes. A lot of the leaves I know did fall off. I'm not sure about all of them. Okay. Camellia, um, many branches are. I've snapped them and they're uh, dead, and the leaves have turned brown on it. Okay. And all the buds fell off. Okay. Is there any green on the camellia down close to the ground? There, there is still some green. Okay. A little bit of green. All right. I'm gonna leave the camellia alone for another month. And the okay. reason I say that is because we want to see how strong these branches are that are coming from the bottom. But, yes, okay. you're right. A lot of the top is obviously dead. And, by the way, congratulations on a 50-year-old camellia, even more so on a 50-year marriage. That's wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> you, know, Thank you. Good heavens. The good news is that, you know, the camellia will get another one, start the next 50 years. This is great. But the, the question for it really is going to be whether or not it can possibly push. And if it can push them up and you get something, you get growth that's even a foot tall, then, yes, you're going to cut the rest of it down, and we're just starting all over again. In the case okay. of the azaleas, I'm not going to cut it all the way back. I would rather see you see him cut a third of them off 
if they if they have almost no leaves, if they you know, and just see if we can't regenerate some growth. Ordinarily, a third to a half off of an azalea will stimulate it to grow if it possibly can. I don't I don't think it hears the chainsaw coming, but <laughs> there are people who will okay. put it that way. It'll stimulate okay. new growth if it can possibly have any. So cut them back by a third to a half and fertilize them okay. and let your camellia stand for a few more weeks before you cut any more off of it. Just let it let's see what it can do. It it's a pink and white variegated with um with saucer size blue. Oh my goodness! Beautiful. I, I'm, I just cried when oh I saw it. Oh my goodness! I, I'm pretty sure that's that classic, um, and her name is Betty, and I can't think of the last name of that camellia. But those are so gorgeous. I'm. The good news is they grow on their own roots. I'm. I'm 99 and 44 100 percent sure that 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 you will get the same camellia from the growth that's coming up from the bottom. So okay. Let's hope I'll a little bit. Com- let's hope a little. Com- let's okay. hope a little bit comes out in the middle too, just to see. <laughs> yes, yes. It looks very sick right now. <laughs> well, thank you, Garth. Thank Mama. you. Appreciate it, Linda. Thank you. Good to hear from you. As as someone more famous than me says, look the other way for a little while. <laughs> you don't want to really pay too much attention to that. Ah, Rich in Kentwood. Where in the world have you been? Oh, the tomatoes look great. That is beautiful, 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 beautiful. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Yep, I can see where I'm looking back into your your 2020 <laughs> posts up here. Your your your. Uh, I, I thought it had been a while since I'd heard from you, and it has been. Beautiful operation. I I need. To, why have I not gone to Kentwood? Well, I don't know. We have to try that. Rich and his family have quite an operation there. Beautiful. They look gorgeous. Really lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Lovely also is the world of butterflies. Uh, I'm happy to say that in between the storms this week, I've had some butterflies float through. I've had plenty of bees. They were about to pull over one of the blueberry bushes. They were so hungry, and it was so happy. There there were lots of flowers on it there in the middle after the last freeze. The, the later varieties came on out and bloomed. But I have noticed some differences in butterflies over time, but I don't know if it don't think it's this particular butterfly, but I do understand now a little bit more about how things work in the butterfly world. Um, one of the things that I've told you for years is that everything has a purpose in nature. There's a reason, even if we don't like the reason or if, even if we can't see it, there's something going on in that system that causes one thing or another to happen. For example, in this particular study from Stockholm University, they're looking at butterflies. Now, the the coleus butterflies are international, just just everywhere. And what their whole point is, because they're so... There's so many of them in one place oftentimes that you can see the differences in the group pretty dramatically. For example, they're characterized by bright orange, bright yellow wings, both the males and the females. That in itself is kind of unusual because not not in all species of butterflies are they equally colorful. In this case, they are. But in about a third of the 90 species of this particular butterfly, some of the females, so this is, in other words, this is a great minority, one-third of the species do this, and then it's only a portion of that group that does it as well. They have white-colored wings instead of the orange or yellow, and they are there are enough of them that they have their name, an albamorph. So what is that all about? 
Well, when resources are scarce, creatures make choices. I'm not going to compare myself to a butterfly, but I will tell you that with no garbage pickup in my city at the moment, my compost pile is getting a lot more concerted attention, and I am taking all the cardboard out for a bonfire, okay? You, you, you make better use of your resources when you feel them stressed. I've, I've never been as comfortable as I should be probably with just putting my trash out, so now I have to pay more attention. It's probably not a bad thing. On the other hand, my rain barrel is really full, so there's there's that to be considered. But in the case of these butterflies, during the transition into a butterfly, the female of the species, these ones that have the white wings, they, they, they're doing a different job than the other females. They're all reproducing. But females, as they are growing as, to become these female butterflies, spend their energy either to make orange wings or to make no color, to be Alba, and use those resources, those, you, that allows them to have more offspring. So it's the, it's the classic women's dilemma, if you want to know the truth. You can put on the makeup, you can get the orange wings, you can look really great, but you still got to figure out how you're going to make more of the butterflies, okay? And in that case, maybe you put your energy into something else. Building a business so you can support them or you know, getting a boat, whatever it is that you need to do for all of the baby butterflies. This is so interesting. The international team used genomic analysis, of course, because everything's about the genome now. And when they found out this is how the, the life of these creatures, how their traits evolve, and fortunately enough of those females have sense enough to develop white wings so they can have more butterflies. You know me, I'm going for the orange ones. I can't help it, but that's a different that's a different issue. Jamie's from uh, Jamie in Oxford says, "When do the crepe myrtles um, put out new growth? They look dead. Well, they may be, but they may not be. Go out there where the on the stem end and use your thumbnail to scratch a little bit of bark. And if you st- see that they are still green underneath the bark, just wait a while. They'll be along. If not." Then cut back to that point, go down further on the stem, see how much of it is still alive, and that will tell you whether or not they can leaf out. If there's green under the bark, they can leaf out. My Vitex tree was the same way two weeks ago. I could see that it was trying to swell up some buds, but it really didn't didn't look so great. The good news is that there was green under there. And now, of course, as I said today, I can see the leaves popping out. But, yeah, you just have to be a little bit patient on that one. Um, yep, yep, you've got the variability factor going here. I don't know who this is, but the azaleas are uh, side by side. One's good, one's not so good. I would look to see if the underneath the mulch, if it's either wetter or drier underneath there. If it's a whole lot wetter, you'll have found your problem. It's not going to be a lot drier, but if it's a whole lot wetter, you will have found your problem. Either way, prune this one and see if it can come back a little bit because it's... Not too happy right now. Hmm. So much to do. So many eggs to die. So much matzo ball soup to eat. It's a big weekend for me. What are you doing? Let's talk. This is Weekend Gardening.
of Mississippi. It's time you get the benefits you deserve. If you're eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid, there's a local health plan just for you. Shared Health Dual Plus, a dual eligible special needs plan with more benefits, like a $2,500 yearly allowance for over-the-counter items and groceries, a $600 yearly allowance for utility bills, a $5,000 yearly allowance for dental care, and shared rewards. All access on one easy-to-use card. Plus more. Call 855-413-8769, TTY711, or visit SharedHealthMS.com. Paid actor portrayal. Shared Health Dual Plus is an HMOD SNP plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with the Mississippi Division of Medicaid. Enrollment in Shared Health Dual Plus depends on contract renewal. Shared Health Mississippi, Inc. does not discriminate on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, age, or disability in its health programs and activities. Benefit limits and exclusions may apply. Check the plan's evidence of coverage or details or give us a call. So we were in Times Square. Taking selfies with all the lights. I bought a chocolate. I bought a a snow globe at this little shop. You know, I collect those. Then we grabbed a slice. It smelled a bit bit funky outside. I heard they don't have alleys. They don't have alleys. They don't have alleys, but they they certainly have people. Lots of people. When everyone's vacation sounds the same, it's time for something different. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. Having any electrical problems? Lavalley Electrical Services. We install new switches, breakers, relays, and Kohler generators. Lavalley Electrical Services. We handle new lighting fixtures, ceiling fans, electrical outlets, and LED lights. Lavalley Electrical Services. 601-228-9969. 601-228-9969. That's 601-228-9969 or online at lavalleyservices.com. That's lavalleyservices.com. Mississippi, King's Daughters Medical Center, First South Farm Credit, JumpstartTestPrep.com, and Toyota of Brookhaven. Welcome, Morgan Wallen Live. Y'all, whiskey glasses, y'all sing it with me. Sunday night, April 23rd, at Vaught Hemingway Stadium at Old Miss. Sold out. free tickets to win. And not just any free tickets. We're talking VIP tickets to watch this once-in-a-lifetime concert in the Super Talk Suite at the stadium. We've got them, and we're giving them away. It's Morgan Wallen with special guest Mississippi's own Hardy. Keep listening for more details on how you can win VIP suite seats from Morgan Wallen, live at Old Miss. Another fun way to win from Super Talk Mississippi. You can register to win tickets by going to Got Gear Motorsports on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. That's Got Gear Motorsports in Ridgeland. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Bridge Builders. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. 
Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. He'd let us in, knows where we've been in his octopus's garden in the shade. I'd ask my Whatever's going on in your garden today, I hope that it's... Uh, Above water for the most part, shall we say? There's a few things, a few places we'd like to have more water, but not very many of those right now. For those of you who are still trying to plant on a grand scale, uh, this is looking like a pretty good week. So <laughs> we're going to cross our fingers on that one. Woo! Let's see. Um, Jackie has gotten back in touch about fertilizing those yopons that she was talking about cutting back because of if she feeds the azaleas behind them, is it going to hurt the yopons? No. The yopons don't care, and they'll take what they need from the azaleas anyway. So <laughs> that's, uh, I suspect that that won't be a problem. Let's see. if um, Yes, if, if branches are split, particularly down at the base where they come out of the ground or where they attach to the main trunk of something, that's a bad sign. That means that they had a freeze problem, that their 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 cells got completely covered up in water. They froze, and then when they tried to expand again, they cracked the skin. They, they cracked their bark. It's usually a good indicator that you need to do some pruning. It's probably that particular branch, and in some cases that particular shrub, will not make it. So you just have to be very careful. It's one of these, particularly if you see, for example... Best example I can give you, something will bloom outrageously after a very, very cold winter, and you think, well, it's just responding because it wants to make lots of seeds and sustain itself through the future. Well, that may be true. On the other hand, by by the middle of the summer, you, or even sooner in some cases, you'll look and see that the bark is splitting and that it did bloom beautifully, but it can't grow any more leaves, and it's that that part of it is lost. Both of those things are unfortunate i have i have some things that look kind of like that i have some things that look like they might be split and i have some things i thought would be split that are not so it's interesting um (laughs) slow moving yeah the the rain is slow it's that's true this uh i I tell you all too much probably about my cats but last night i knew it was going to rain all night because all four of the cats at my house were planted in my bed when i got ready to get into it now it's not that big a bed (laughs) so there's a little jostling for space at that point and they very seldom all four come to the same spot anyway to do anything but last night I, i knew and it did rained all night they were absolutely they were psychic about it they like they they like rain, but they don't like to you know like me they don't like to be in it. I have uh, been asked about a couple of recommendations for vines, and I've got a couple. If you have a tall column and you want to hook a vine to it, you want to put some chicken wire around it and grow a great big column of vine. There's really nothing better than coral honeysuckle. It's a very simple, very hardy, not invasive honeysuckle vine that has red flowers on it. Despite the fact that it's called coral honeysuckle, it's, they're, they're actually closer to red. But if you want something not quite that vigorous but still 
beautiful and not quite well not red but but still a honeysuckle something that's strong but isn't going to be invasive and won't be quite as big a vine ask for some of the japanese ones like gold flame they're all going to be japanese honeysuckles but get the ones with the names that have been developed to be non-invasive don't dig up the honeysuckle out by Mima's fence and bring it into your yard, okay? It, it it might take off. It'd be lovely for a minute, and then it'll eat your shrubs. So just let it stay where it, where it is and go visit it. But you can bring the others into your garden on a trellis, and they won't overtake everything. Another good choice, though, is chocolate vine. Um, and, and it is a kibia, and yes, it does. It, it's one of those vines that when you... If you don't know it and you walk into a garden where it is in bloom, you will wonder why the place smells like Hershey, Pennsylvania. It, it truly does smell like chocolate. It's like walking under a banana shrub, a banana tree, you know, and, and not understanding that that's what's over your head or next to you. It's fun. It's some of the great greatest part of how we experience things. Um, there's a lot of question about, you know, if one if one sense is less usable, does it increase the others? And a lot of people will tell you that, yes, it does. My A friend of mine has lost most of the tactile um, feeling in her fingers. So she, she, she says, I can't pick that flower anymore. I have to go get a scissor, and it's hard for me to use scissors because my fingers don't work as well as they used to. Now, the good news is, she can smell that flower from across the yard and tell you what it is. She says that her sense of all of that, where it's particularly we understand with COVID, so many people have lost their olfactory senses. Hers have sharpened. And she says it's because she can't touch things. She believes that. I don't, I don't know. There are studies on both sides of that issue for just about every one of your senses. So if you're curious about it, go look it up. This is Native Plant Month and has been de- so declared and voted on. I'm thank my, my, all my heartfelt thanks to the Garden Club of Jackson. They worked really, really hard on this. Um, My senator, Senator Hillman Frazier, was kind enough to be a co-sponsor, and and I'm just tickled that we have done this. We need to emphasize our native plants, but we don't, for too long, we put them down, oh, well, that just grows here all the time, you know, because something exotic sounds like it's be so much more fun. And in some cases it is, but in some cases we get privet and we end up with invasive plants that shade out the natives and don't give us the opportunity to appreciate things like trillium. We've lost a lot of trillium in this particular part of the world to development, but also just to taller, shady plants that shade it out, tallow trees. Lots of things do that. So the reason for all of this is not just because it will give us the opportunity to do some better Places That is to say, we'll be able to clean out some of these other places to benefit the native plants. But it also is a matter of emphasis and education. So I'm very excited about it. Really, really good. Do you know who the first person of color that got a postage stamp was? It was Booker T. Washington. I had no idea, but it was yesterday. His birthday was earlier in the week. Uh, Well, I mean, obviously it wasn't, but he was born on a day earlier in the week. Education is not a thing apart from life, not a system, nor a philosophy. It is direct teaching how to live and how to work. I was reminded when I read that quote of one that I heard, a a piece of an interview that I heard Kim Mulkey, the coach of 
the national champion Lady Tigers basketball team. Thank you very much. Um, I did say it. I said they were going to win, and they did. I was so worried that they wouldn't, and then I would look even dumber than I usually do. But um, she says that the kind of coach she has always wanted to be was the coach that coached the, the person to the best of their ability, whatever that was. In other words, it, it may not be the, the person that says it's, it may not be the easiest person to get along with, may not be the, the best academic student, may not be the most naturally talented, but it's going to be the kid that wants to play and the, the person that wants to listen to her. And as she says, we'll listen and then come back and say, I'm glad you were so hard on me, coach. It paid off because sometimes we all have that need. Both of these things sound so much like my dad. He was an educator and his whole as as, and a coach as well. And his whole point of view was everybody can get better. I don't care who you are, what you're doing. Everybody work hard, get better. And that's just kind of how we look at the world, isn't it? If your garden didn't do so great last year, just work at it a little more this year. It'll get better. If those tomatoes you planted a month ago are frozen slap, Consider it a good investment in your garden center. Go get some more. All right? You know that we need to do this. We need to do a little better than we did before. There was the Garden Mama subscribers got a bonus yesterday because I'd been complaining so much about perennial plants. I sent around the information that I have about growing Becky daisies. And then I went to look a couple of different places. Couldn't find any Becky daisies anywhere. So I apologize to my friends who are now at the garden center looking for them. There are Shasta daisies, and the Beckys will be in in a couple of weeks, is what I'm told, in most places. <laughs> if you're already growing them, that's great, you know. Oh, my goodness. Could I have asked for a better lead-in to a funny story? I found pictures this week that prove what I'm fixing to tell Andy. Andy writes and says, raise beds limit my space. What do you think about intermingling corn with vining beans, letting the corn stalks act as supports or stakes for the beans? That works. And so do sunflowers. Long ago and far away, one of my very first gardens as a graduate student in horticulture, I was determined it was going to be good because, you know, somebody from the department is going to come by and it needs to look good because you're a horticulture student. So I had on the porch, I had my seeds in a box standing up just, and that's, this is how I still plant, which you may take advantage from. I take a cardboard, narrow, narrow cardboard box. I stand my seeds up in it. I write down where they're going to go just with a note or two to myself. And then I leave that somewhere and come back and look at it again later on that day or the next day if it's a big project. Okay. So in this case, I had climbing Oh, I don't even know which one it was, probably Blue Lake, but some some climbing bean. And I had another um, black-eyed pea that was going to make fairly fair amount, but not a whole lot. I was going to put it over on one side. And then I had some really cool bamboo sticks that I was going to make a trellis for for my climbing beans. And along the back, because the house was raised up, I was going to put the sunflowers in a row so that when you drove up to the house, you saw the sunflowers in the back of the garden and all the garden in front of it, which is very not a big garden, but big enough that it needed planning. Well, I came home and my seed box was there, but all the packets were open. And I looked around. I couldn't figure out what it was. My neighbor was smiling. I planted your garden for you. 
Well, there's a reason why not all of us carry guns. <laughs> because I might not be here today if I had been able to hurt him the way I wanted to at that moment. I took a deep breath and said, what did you do? And the picture that I found the other day shows that the, the little garden, the garden plot is covered in tall, blooming sunflowers that have beans climbing up the top of them and, and beaning. I mean, it's a, it's a great picture, but it is so chaotic and so not what I intended that it was just, and the, and the other peas are underneath everything. They're, they're climbing around all over on the ground everywhere. And on the four corners are tomato plants. It was, it's a weird, anyway. So, yes, Andy, you can use the corn stalks if they've already made corn. For example, most people will let the corn bear out early and then plant, leave them in the space and plant the beans when the corn's about to get ready. And then as the corn dries, it can hold, it can hold up those beans. It's the truth. It does happen. And the sunflowers didn't suffer. They could have cared less. So I don't, I don't know if I want to recommend that, but it's an interesting picture from my years in college. <laughs> Whoo wee. I don't know. One more question about frozen plants today. Um, Vonda in the Mississippi Delta says that her fig leafed out and then froze and then leafed out and now has frozen and really looks dead. I'm I'm going to go check and see what is dead, if I've got branches that I can scratch and stuff, you know, can see how it, things are doing, see if I've got some life under there. That's the problem with mine is there's no green underneath the, the branches. So I'm I'm afraid I've lost it. There's nothing coming up at the bottom either. So if you don't see anything coming up at the bottom and you don't have any live wood on top, the, the answer is going to be to cut it down pretty far. You know, if you have a, a trunk that's a couple of feet off the ground and then some branches cut down so you've got the, the trunk and branches about a foot long and see if we can't promote some new growth out of there. We may be able to. We may not. But that's, I mean, it's tough. I hate it. But that's the way, that's how we do these things, you know. We just try it and see if it works. And in some cases, it actually does. Many more than we would believe. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) My neighbor pulled my weeds for me once. The weeds were morning glory and moonflowers that had not bloomed yet. Oh, my goodness. Oh, dear. That's hard. That's hard. That really is. I, I always tell you, if you're, if, whether it's your neighbors or, or somebody else that you actually got working for you, if you plant a young tree and it's big enough to get planted but small enough that it might not be seen or it's out in a lawn where it could get mowed over, put something around it. Whether You don't have to necessarily stake it because it's this little bitty plant. But if you can put a wire circle around it, at least the people that come along with the weed eater won't run over it and, and kill it. And it, it might be you, so you don't want to do that either. Oh, my goodness. Morning glories and moonflowers. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Oh, yeah, Jeremy asks a good question. He wants to add some beautyberry to the landscape. Is it something I can normally find, or will I have to order it? You can find it locally. Beautyberry is one of the native plants that we're celebrating. Call around and ask for it because it's gorgeous. And it needs to be in just about every semi-shady garden simply because it will bloom and make such magnificent berries. All right, now, we're going to carry on. This is Weekend Gardening. Carry on. Carry on. Don't cry, baby. Look at where you've been. Your knees, carry on, carry on. 
it's further down. You can't see it. Carry on. Mississippi, King's Daughters Medical Center, First South Farm Credit, JumpstartTestPrep.com, and Toyota of Brookhaven. Welcome, Morgan Wallen Live. Y'all whiskey glasses, y'all sing it with me. Sunday night, April 23rd at Vaught Hemingway Stadium at Old Miss. For a sold out show. We got free tickets to win. And not just any free tickets. We're talking VIP tickets to watch this once-in-a-lifetime concert in the Super Talk Suite at the stadium. We've got them, and we're giving them away. It's Morgan Wallen with special guest Mississippi's own Hardy. Keep listening for more details on how you can win VIP suite seats from Morgan Wallen, live at Old Miss. Fun way to win from Super Talk Mississippi. He shoots, he scores. If you think basketball is mayhem, then you're gonna think the deals and selection we have at Mazda of Jackson are insane. Right now, we're saving you thousands of dollars in finance charges by giving you 0% financing on a great selection of Mazdas. That's right. Get 0% financing on new 2023 Mazda CX-9s. And get 0% financing on new 2023 Mazda CX-5s. Plus, when you buy a new Mazda from Mazda of Jackson, we'll take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. That's what I call a slam dunk. MazdaofJackson.com. Buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile warranty. We'll buy your current vehicle at top dollar, even if you don't buy a new one from us. At Mazda of Jackson, credit issues are a thing of the past. Because our credit specialist's number one goal is to get you approved. So get here today to grab your deal. Because it's complete mayhem. And it won't last long. Three, two, one. At Mazda Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. With per credit on select model, see deal for details. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden to ask you, why do we garden anyway? Are you looking for a beautiful retreat where you can get away from it all? Seeking to reduce stress? To have a home you can really enjoy and invite friends over? Lakeland Yard and Garden is ready to help with your garden paradise. In addition to being a complete nursery, greenhouse, and garden shop, Lakeland offers patio furnishings, including couches, chairs, tables, and much more. Let the professionals at Mississippi's largest garden center help you get away from it all right there in your own backyard. Why do we garden? Because we love it. We love the outdoors, and yes, we too want to get away from it all sometimes. Lakeland Yard and Garden is celebrating 43 years of serving all your garden needs. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden. Lakeland Drive at Airport Road. If you're shopping for Easter, Kohl's is unmatched. To prep for the celebrations, I treated myself to a few Sephora beauty must-haves. Plus, I found great basket stuffers for my girls and got an extra 40% off cute outfits for them to wear to Sunday brunch and all spring long. Oh, and I got an extra 15% off. So take it from me. You need to hop over to Kohl's right now. Select styles. Offers in April 8th. Sephora coupons and Kohl's cash do not apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet boom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. 
Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. For those of you who have listened to this program for a while, you will recognize this is Leo Kotke's Bean Time. That's because it's bean time. That's right. You've been saying, can I plant? Can I plant? Yes, you can plant. Yes, you could have planted earlier in some places. You probably did anyway in others. They may or may not be okay, but for the for everybody else, open the gate. <laughs> it's time. I'll be putting in uh, probably some contenders first because I like that one, and it does well. These are not peas. These are green beans, you know, snap beans. And I will also be doing yellow wax because I can never get enough of those. They're just something about those. I like very, very much. I will be talking to you, speaking to you at and to and from Greenwood Marketplace next Saturday for a live broadcast of Weekend Gardening. Don't miss it. We're going to have some fun, some particular fun. And the really good news is that you'll be surprised by what all you can see at Greenwood Marketplace, and you'll also perhaps... I think we have a few other surprises there. So come on along. We're going to have a good time. I told you about my biggest excitement about it is getting there because I haven't been out in so long. I'm very happy to do that. I'm very happy to have the opportunity to talk about with John Meek about his upcoming exhibit at the Greenwood Museum and uh, the Museum of the Delta up there. Wonderful opportunity for all of us to have some fun. And as Lance says, eat some really good food. <laughs> so. We're going to do get some tamales up there, too. Look, you you have no idea the list. I mean, that tamales are on my list. And no, I don't make my own tamales. That's one of those things that's, frankly, always better when, when I can find them in the Delta. Yes, I enjoy them in the Southwest. Yes, I enjoyed them in Mexico. They're better in the Delta. They're the best. <laughs> I, I've tried them everywhere. I'm a tamale fan. But you can't beat the Delta tamales. They are much better. Well, everybody's been asking about when we're going to hear from the USDA about the changing temperature, first frost, last frost. When do we get our maps? When do we get our dates? When do we? I don't know the answer to that, but I can tell you that more and more people are asking, and you can expect that they'll release some information, I feel confident, this year about what they're doing. The changing temperatures are documented worldwide. This is a question that is no longer a question. This is the question is, what do we do now? And the unfortunate truth of the matter is, we used to say, well, we still say, when it's going to be over 85 degrees, don't spray oil, all right, for example, because it's too hot. You can burn the foliage. Just as if it was too cold, you wouldn't be able to get the oil out of the container, so it, you know, it wouldn't flow smoothly. So there's a range in there. Well, that range has shortened. We not only have had 85 day degree days already, we had some in, what was that, early February? So you have to be really careful when you do things and when you, when you use stuff that you may have always done at a particular time, you need to reconsider some of those things. In fact, pesticides in toto, do have effect, 
all right? But in warmer temperatures, the bees are more affected than they were at the temperature that it might have been, say, 5, 10, 15 years ago for the same plant, the same bee, and the same pesticide. Their reactions are different, and unfortunately, it is not good. The findings indicate from Imperial College at London that future extreme temperature events could indeed change everything, not just the the pesticides that we use, but the timing of the ones that we continue to do. They studied six bumblebee behaviors under the influence of two different pesticides. One of them is the neonicotinoid imidacloprid that we talk about here that I I hope you don't have to use very often, and the other one, um, sulfoxiflor, which I'm not even sure if you can get that in the U.S. It's a European. Anyway, here's the four behaviors they they measured in the bunny humble the bumblebees after the application of the pesticides they measured it first then they applied then they measured it after they checked the temperature they checked it again and this is what they came up with the four behaviors responsiveness the likelihood of movement their walking rate and the rate at which they ate their food were affected by imidacloprid more strongly at the lower temperatures isn't that interesting? We think of imidacloprid as the systemic that you would pour around a crepe myrtle tree and anything that came to eat the tree would get the imidacloprid instead. And sadly, it doesn't mean that anything, good guys, bad guys, all the insects are affected by imidacloprid. So how far they could fly, though, was most affected at higher temperatures, but still with the imidacloprid. So in other words, they're, what they're measuring is the difference on the behavior of the bumblebees based on the temperature at which these pesticides, which are so commonly used, based on the, the temperatures at which they are used. It's going to lead to more stringent instructions, I believe, but I hope that it will also further convince us that we have to pay a lot of attention to things. And this is one of the things we have to pay a lot of attention to. The frequency to which bees will be exposed to pesticides and extreme temperatures at the same time are predicted to increase. Well, yeah. So therefore, the work being done there is something that can help help us to understand how it's affected And you may, in fact, see some more limitations on either higher or lower temperatures for use of particular pesticides. So I hate to say it, but you got to read the label. And then sometimes you got to read the label again. (laughs) you got to read it the third time. And be sure if you're using the same chemical for the same thing that you did a year before and you get a new bottle of it, read the label. It may have changed. (laughs) Things may be a little different than you expected. A uh, water treatment that is available in the world now zaps the forever chemicals. What? Yep, that's right. University of British Columbia, our friends there have have, are letting us know about the you know the the PFAs. These are the you knew about the PCBs. Well, then came the PFAs. These are things that do not degrade out of the environment. They are they are um, they make certain products non-stick. They do stain resistance. And, you know, there's wonderful qualities to these things. There are more than 40,000 of them in use, maybe in, maybe maybe mostly in rain gear or nonstick cookware, but a lot of other stuff. Firefighting foam, for example, has this stuff in it. And, of course, there are anything anything can do a lot of good for us is in, undoubtedly going to have risks. That's just the way the world works. So publishing in Chemosphere <laughs> – I didn't know that existed, but I like it. What they are looking at is to work on 
a material that can hold, trap and hold the, the PFAs in the water supply, which obviously is the place where the majority of things like this get measured, their absorbing media captures up to 99% and can be regenerated and therefore potentially reused, which is the other piece of this process. Be fine to capture it, but then if you just have this thing sitting here that's captured, what do you do next? Okay, well, in this particular case, they've worked out the next piece of it, too. The, you can be, if, you're, if your water sources are contaminated, it can be in your water, but it's actually a better process to understand that these are in things that, that have been made. And therefore, if the manufacturers can do a better job of keeping these things from impacting the environment, then we're all in better shape because we don't, we don't want to lose the advantages of the products. But we do need to be aware of their lingering effects on all of us. There's, heaven knows, gardening has its lingering effects. I had someone write to me this week and say that she was getting her knee replaced and looked forward to getting back out in the garden. And all I could think of was, I hope that, I hope so, because everybody I've ever known that got their knee replaced went out and did more gardening and more bike riding and more running and, frankly, more chasing of the grandchildren. So, doesn't happen to be my path, but I wish my friend well, and I wish all of you well. Very happy Easter, very blessed Passover. Come see me in Greenwood next week for more weekend gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of South Communication. We have one voice, the voice of agriculture. We have one job, growing the products you need every day. We have one mission, fighting for agriculture and rural Mississippi. We have you in mind, caring for your private property rights. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Think of all the comforts your family enjoys around your home. When you include propane appliances throughout your home, you can have even greater comfort from endless hot water to softer clothing and cozier heat on cold winter days. With an all-propane home, you'll also enjoy greater efficiency and energy savings compared to all electric homes. Go to PERC.com and ask why propane. The answer will be clear. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. I'm here to tell you that springtime is the best time to buy a new Exmark zero-turn mower. With unmatched quality of cut, ease of operation, and low maintenance, it's no wonder why Exmark is the number one choice of landscape professionals. With sizes starting at 42 inches and 0% financing available, we have an Exmark zero-turn for all size lawns. Come by my store and see why Frederick's has been leading the way and serving you for 30 years since 1993. 
Enjoy a taste of the Mediterranean as Greece comes to you here in Jackson on Friday, April 21st. Be sure to pre-order a Greek-style box lunch available at Holy Trinity St. John the Theologian Greek Orthodox Church on South Pear Orchard in Jackson. And then Friday evening, enjoy a night in Mykonos at the Mississippi Ag Museum with a Greek wine tasting, Mediterranean food, a cash bar, and live music. For more info and to pre-order your lunch, go to greekjackson.org. That's greekjackson.org. A Super Talk Mississippi media production. 